Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Josh Allen means so much to the Bills, but now is navigating an elbow injury. What does that mean for the offense and the rest of the team? The Bills are coming off a tough loss to a physical Jets team. Who's up and who's down? And the Bills now host the Vikings this Sunday, but what are some weaknesses on the 7-1 Minnesota squad? The Play Action Podcast starts now. Josh Allen has an elbow injury. We're recording this before the medical reports come out, but let's talk about the prospect of Case Keenum running this offense. Yeah, if Case Keenum is to play any amount of time for the Bills, it's a difference for sure. But I think we go back to why the Bills brought him in this offseason. They wanted that veteran presence. They wanted someone with experience. It's something that they felt they had last year with Mitch Trubisky, and they were adamant about making sure they had that again. I think it's led to a really good rapport with Josh Allen in the locker room. After that Jets loss, Allen was just sitting in his locker looking so upset for a while. And Case Keenum's right there, and Matt Barkley's there too, but they're talking him up, and that relationship means so much to the Bills. So I do want to point out that he's meant a lot to this team so far, but we haven't necessarily seen him on the field outside of these blowouts, and it will be a big difference if he is to play for the Bills. Interestingly, the timing could possibly make it going against the Vikings, who he played with with Stephon Diggs a while ago. Had some good plays there, but it is going to shape what the Bills will look like. You want your backup quarterback to keep the ship afloat. You know, go 1-0, and go 2-1 and or 2-2 and until the starter comes back. Keenum is 34 years old. He is not the physical presence of Josh Allen. He's 6'1", 208. He's 29-35 as a starter in the NFL. Yes, he went 11-3 with Minnesota in 2017, the Minneapolis Miracle. But the next year, with a much less talented Denver team, he was 6-10. and Last year, 2-0 and uh, in replacing Baker Mayfield with Cleveland. So, you know, what you're getting is a guy who is smart, who knows where to go with the ball, get the ball out of his hands fast, get the ball to the playmakers, use the running game, use short passes, Cook, Hines, Diggs, wide receiver screens, quick passes, and then play action to when you want to go down the field. Uh, yeah, a Case Keenum all Bills offense, you're going to be punting the ball more. I mean, it's just the Bills are number one in the NFL on third downs with Josh. Josh is uh, completing 60% of third and sevens. He's completing 38% of third and tens or more. That is not happening without Josh Allen on the field. Yeah, I think both those statistics on third down, but also kind of some of the dazzling ways Josh Allen has done it. There'll be times where they're in third and long, the play starts and you're like, oh, there's no way they can make this happen. But you can't count Josh Allen out. Just some of the ways he's stayed up to make those plays continue and found ways to convert has been so significant. And I think that's where it'll be really notable for the Bills. Everybody needs to pick it up a little more. They need to really work all of their options into the offense. Singletary, Cook, Hines, and get a little more out of the receivers in the possession passing game. And I think it helps when you look at who is on this offense. When we talked to Case Keenum during training camp about what are you expecting for your role here, he was saying if he is ever to come in, whether it's he gave the example if Josh has to tie his shoe or if it's something more significant, I'm just borrowing a cool sports car for a bit. I'm driving it around and I'm bringing it back. 
And that's such a testament to this offense. Who else is there where he's got so many playmakers that when he's in the sports car, he just has to manage for a bit. Don't crash it. Yeah. (laughs) Just get it back nice. And that's he's so cognizant of that's what his role is on this offense. So on top of Josh Allen getting injured on that third to last play of the Bills offense, the team also lost this game to the Jets. It was, you know, they struggled more, I think, than we've seen this season. Let's go through some stock up, stock down here. All right. Well, I'll start with stock down, (laughs) the easy one. First of all, they lose uh, Greg Rousseau to a high ankle sprain. He's week to week. Big loss. He's been playing really good. He's a big asset. Safety's Jaquan Johnson. Rough game against the Jets. You know, took bad angles, missed tackles. Jordan Poyer can't come back soon enough. And then, you know, the receiving core after Stephon Diggs didn't produce enough. Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, what happened to the receivers in that second half against the Jets, I think, was notable. And not just wide receivers, obviously. You throw in Devin Singletary's catching more for this team, Dawson Knox, even James Cook. But the Jets just adjusted so well there. Stephon Diggs was telling us post-game how, you know, first half they're playing man coverage. They switched to go too high, and it really just eliminated so much for this Bills offense. Obviously, Josh Allen was having a bit of a rough day even before the injury, but I think just being able to neutralize all those people they have on the receiving core was really notable to me. No doubt. I And I think Josh didn't adjust. He didn't take the profits, the underneath profits like he did in the Rams game when they did that and in the Tennessee when they did that game. He was pushing it a little too much. Yeah. And to Stefan Diggs' credit, he mentioned like, this is not the only time we're going to see a defense adjust to us this way. We just have to counter on our end. But we talk about some problems in this game. I think we've got to circle back again to the run defense. I know we just talked about last week what it meant against the Packers and noted how it was okay for the run defense to allow some to the Packers because of the flow of that game, but raised some questions about will other teams copy this moving forward. And Von Miller said the Jets did. He pretty immediately was like a few plays into the game. I started noticing that the Jets are doing almost what the Packers did, if not making it just a little bit trickier. So, you know, I think it becomes a bigger problem of will this keep snowballing for this team as other opposing teams start to realize this area of weakness possibly for the Bills? You know, one thing about that I brushed the Grip Packers uh, run issue under the carpet because the Packers did a lot of their running out of two tight ends, two backs, two tight ends and two backs against the Bills' light boxes, nickel defense. The Jets did a little of that, but they ran three wide receivers. They didn't power up necessarily. They ran out of three wide receivers against the Bills' nickel defense, and the Bills need to be able to stop those. That was, again, part of it was tackling. Yeah, they missed Milano and uh, Poyer. That was a problem. But let's give the Jets some credit. They were playing with backup offensive linemen, too. So it was a fair fight. And so it's a worry. How about flip side? Who looked good to you coming out of this game? Well, I thought Ed Oliver, uh, despite talking about the run defense, I thought Ed Oliver was a force. He was pushing the line of scrimmage back. So I liked what he did, especially with Josh being injured. Ed Oliver needs to assert himself. I thought he played good. I liked Tremaine Edmonds. He made a ton of tackles. He was active. 
I liked what Edmonds did. Again, the last drive was terrible. You can't let them just run the ball nine times in a row down your throat. No doubt about it. But still, the defense gave up 20 points and the offense handed them seven on a platter. So let's keep it in perspective. The sky isn't necessarily falling for this defense. I still like Edmonds, and I thought Devin Singletary did some good things. Yeah, to your point of this defense needed to adjust a little bit more in this game, but still had some positives. I thought Von Miller played really well. Um, He had that tackle for loss at the end that made the Jets only get a field goal out of that drive, even though they just pulverize the run defense on that drive going all the way downfield and he had the forced fumble earlier in the game too obviously Jets got the ball right back quickly after that from Allen's interception but I think just coming up in those big moments we're seeing over and over that this is the Von Miller that the Bills went out to get obviously he right away after the game was like here are the things that I've got to look at for personally like I wish I had done this better but I think still just everything he adds to this defense We're seeing it so concretely over and over again. This Sunday, Minnesota Vikings at the Bills. The Vikings are 7-1. and Can you believe it? Yeah, it's not where I would have had them at this point in the season if I had predicted earlier in the year. But I think it's interesting when you look at their schedule. Obviously, they do not get to pick that. That's totally fine. But their one loss is to the Eagles and then... You know, the rest of their division has been so weird lately. They had that opening win over the Packers. They've played Lions, Saints, Bears, Dolphins without Tua, and then are coming off of the wins over Cardinals and Commanders too. So it's it's hard to get a total feel for what this team is capable of until they come up against an opponent like the Bills. Yeah, I mean, even from a a statistics standpoint, I mean, they're 15th on offense, 25th on defense by yards. If you want to go by DVOA, which counts uh, competition, they're still 17th on offense, 16th on defense. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, uh, but he is not special when he's under pressure. Uh, They have two really star players on offense. Justin Jefferson is one of the best wide receivers in the league. He is a handful. And Delvin Cook is a really good uh, running back, fast and uh, explosive. There's been a lot of discussion since the draft about this weekend's reunion of the Cook brothers, um, to which James Cook said he hopes he's mic'd up, which he doesn't really say much. So I'd be fascinated to hear if there's a bit more. But either way, These brothers going up against each other, I think there's been so much conversation about just how the Vikings use Dalvin Cook, what he's able to do, and we saw it against Arizona. Yeah, this is uh, offense uh, molded on the Rams offense, outside zone, misdirection, play action, and they do good misdirection with Dalvin Cook. Here's the breakdown of this week's play to watch. There was a play against uh, the Cardinals where it was a uh, fake dive up the middle with a fullback, offensive line, all blocks left, and Kirk Cousins had really good ball handling pitches wide to Cook, and it was a 30-yard gain. And I mean, when he pitched, there was nothing but green in front of Delvin Cook. So the Bills have to be disciplined against all of the misdirection. Dalvin Cook is is legit. He's ninth in the NFL in rushing, and he's 10th in the NFL in yards from scrimmage. Meanwhile, I'm really interested to see what this Vikings defense does. We talked a bit about what the Jets defense were able to do against the Bills, and does that lead to a blueprint for the rest of the league? But 
I don't know that it can based off the personnel of other teams. I totally agree with that. The Jets have studs at all three levels. Quinn and Williams, Sheldon Rankins, they were a handful. The Vikings have a couple good defensive ends, but they don't have the interior dominators that the Jets do. The Vikings defense, they're not special enough. I think the Bills have the opportunity to really move the ball on the Vikings. Going into this week, I would think the Bills could score 24 or more easily on the Vikings, so we'll see. One thing that I do want to credit the Vikings defense with is I think they excellently executed last week my favorite celebration of all, the bowling ball celebration. (laughs) Jordan Hicks in particular doing the wobble instead of going immediately down for dramatic effect. So you know what? There is some good chemistry, some communication there. But yeah, I still don't think it's going to fully translate to the field the same way it needs to, to hold back a Bills offense. Can the Bills offense exploit this Vikings defense and score more than 24? I think if the Bills get 24 or more, they win this game. It'll be a good matchup for sure. We'll have all of your coverage on that leading up to the game at thebuffalonews.com. And then we'll be back to podcast more next week. So make sure to subscribe and listen here.